It's time for Tales of Terror, only on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Midnight, November the 1st, 1995. I'm alone in the lab truck. On a small table before me lays the iron corpse. I can see a number of the injuries on its body have already regenerated. In a matter of a few minutes, perhaps an hour, it will be fully functional once more. Of course, this will make it a very deadly threat as well. Which means if I'm going to get the answers I need, I'm going to have to do something I truly don't like. I reach into my coat and pull out a black ring. A number of strange symbols are carved into its surface. Symbols the likes of which humankind has never seen before. I also pull out a small hatchet which I place on the side of the table. Slowly I lift up the iron dead trooper's hand and slip the ring onto one of its fingers. The effect is almost instantaneous. With a crack of thunder, the iron trooper's eyes snap open. He takes a deep breath and slowly sits up. Awake. I'm awake. At last. How long has it been? Many ages, Thanatos. The world has changed greatly since you last walked on it. This body you have chosen, it's, uh, is questionable. What is this, this thing I'm wearing, pale man? A corpse that has been reanimated to be a soldier. I want you to read its memory engrams for me. I see. For what purpose? I want to know why it's here. And what will I receive from this... Arrangements. Freedom. Freedom? You mean you will actually let me go after this? Of course. You have my word. Your word? You, who betrayed our cause? You truly expect me to trust you? Our cause was lost. You knew it. I knew it. The whole group knew it. I did what I had to in the end. Yes, to save yourself. But to borrow a human phrase, you tossed the rest of us under a bridge. I think you mean under a bus. Yes, whatever. But you betrayed us, betrayed everything we stood for and stood to gain. Now you expect me to help you. Yes, if you ever expect to walk as a free being once more. Otherwise, I'm more than content to leave you trapped in that ring for all eternity. (sighs) Very well. But you have to answer a question for me first. And that would be? At that last moment, when the host was defeated and he was on his knees, you had the chance to deliver the killing blow. He would have fallen, and we would be the master of all. Even Lucifer never came that close during the rebellion. But at the last second, you turned. Turned on all of us. I've always wanted to know why. You want the truth? Yes, I think you owe that to me. I saw something. Something he made me see. Yes, go on. What was it? So I told him. I told Thanatos everything I'd seen. I told him of the horrors of the coming storm. I told just what waited for us all in the dark. When I finished, he just sat in stunned silence. He simply looked at me. You... you made that up? No. Believe me, it is the truth. But the 
But that would mean... Yes. Yes, it would. Why have you not said something until now? Because knowing this is not a blessing. It's a curse. One that haunts my every waking hour. And now, you know it as well. So tell me, Thanatos, are you satisfied? You know the truth now. How does it make you feel? I... I feel like a child. Afraid to turn off the light at night. The dark is a cold and terrifying place. Now that you know what dwells within it. What... what is it you want to know? This unit is one of many. I want to know why they are here and what they are after. Thanatos sat in silence for a moment. Then his eyes widened, and he looked back at me. They come from another place. Or time. It's hard to get a clear reading. Most of this creature memories have degraded. It's more machine than flesh. Anything you can tell me will help. From what I can tell, the three have become one. And a new age has begun because of it. The three have become one? The three what? I've no idea. However, these creatures have been sent to help restructure reality to fit into the new age. They are using the generator on a ship they found to travel here. It's opened a portal of some kind. More will be coming soon. So if I shut down the generator, will it close the portal? Perhaps. I'm not certain. It's about everything it knows. Except... Except what? A man named... Logan? Or, or something like that. His bride is the one behind this all. Logan, his bride, who the hell are they? I don't know. I'm sorry, Pale Man, that is all I can give you. That's more than I had before. So, now what? Now, you're free to go. Free? I can just walk out of here and you won't try to stop me? Yes, however, I picked up the hatchet and quickly cut off the hand that wore the ring. It fell to the ground. I'm keeping your ring. But without... without the ring, I... I can't exist. You you said I would be free. And you are. I like to think I'm a man who keeps his word. But I'm keeping the ring. The rest is up to you. You're still a complete bastard, <laughs> With that, the cyborg body fell back on the tape. It was dead once more, as Thanatos' essence left it. I picked up the severed hand and pulled the ring from the slack finger and slipped it back into my pocket. What's going on? I thought I heard talking. It isn't important. I suggest you incinerate this body. If it becomes active once more, it could become a problem. Right. Uh, what's happened to its hand? Hmm. I must have come loose. Now if you'll excuse me, I have work to do. Report. Our forces have gathered as you ordered, sir, but I am not sure this is a good idea. Explain. With all due respect, ma'am, just one of these iron... whatever. They killed over 50 of my best men. And now the few of us that remain are going to just make a frontal assault? It's suicide. We don't stand a chance. It has to be done. If we don't stop these creatures here, soon they'll swarm out across the land. In a matter of days, the United States will fall, and then the world soon after. But I don't understand. Why are we going in like this? Surely it would be better if we used the technology of the Immortal to- No, it wouldn't. Yours is not to reason why we do this. 
Ours is to do or die. Yes. Yes, I know. I'm just not that wild about dying. And you won't, not if you're smart. When you shoot one of the iron soldiers, aim for the spinal column. Why there? It's where the parasite controls the body. Parasite? What parasite? The body is nothing more than a meat suit being controlled by a small robotic parasite embedded into the spinal column. Oh, I see. Destroy the parasite, you destroy the brain, so to speak. Yes, but they are made of a hard alloy, very hard to destroy. You have to make certain to destroy the whole parasite. Even if a small sliver of it remains, it'll keep the body going. Understood. We are at your command, Mr. Arcadia. Very good. Dismissed. Why didn't you tell us about this parasite before? Because I wanted to give them hope. Your forces are going to be slaughtered. The parasite is buried deep in the body under layers of armor. The chances of reaching one with standard weaponry is... <sighs> useless. Sadly, yes. They might get a lucky shot here and there, but for the most case... They'll all be killed. And then converted into more of the Iron Dead. Yes. Then you must make certain you stop this invasion, Byron. My people's sacrifice must be made to count for something. And it will. We'll radio you when we're in position. Come along, Cade. Cade, remember what we spoke about? When the time is right. I will deal with the Pale Man. Good girl. Now get going. The forest was covered in a layer of darkness. The only light came from the swirling green vortex in the skies above. It did not take us long before we came across the first iron troopers. Quick, behind these bushes, get down. It didn't see us. That's something, at least. Yes, but it isn't good. What do you mean? I'd hoped we'd have gotten closer to the ship before we ran into any of them. It must be more than I thought. So, what do we do? There are more of them out there. We distract them, obviously. Arcadia, this is Byron. Have your soldiers begin their assault. Understood. It's working. They're moving off. Yes. The soldiers won't hold them for long. We have to move quickly. Come on. With the Iron Troopers gone, it did not take Cade and I long to reach the Eldritch. The cannon-class destroyer sat surrounded by trees with the green vortex shimmering in the skies above it. They're all gone. Come on. The forward group installed a ladder on the side. Not so fast. Just because the troopers have gone off doesn't mean the place is abandoned. You mean traps? That, or a sentry of some kind. I suggest we proceed with caution. The ladder's this way. Cade and I made our way up the Eldridge main deck. Everything was awash in green light. Cade made a quick inspection of where we were. So far, so good. Nothing about. The engine room is where we'll find the main generator. I suggest we... Shh. What is it? Listen. 
There was a light scratching noise. Both Cade and I looked at its source. From out of the darkness, a large rat came into green light. Where its eyes should have been were two small optical lenses. Small wires were buried into the meat of its body and legs. Pus and blood oozed from where the wires dug into flesh. The rat paused and looked at us. Its eyes glowed bright green. For a moment, I almost thought I saw it smile. Oh, screw this. Cade shot the cybernetic rat. The blow tore away most of its body and tossed it across the deck. Then a moment later, what was left of it got back into its remaining feet and started coming towards us once more. Only this time, it wasn't alone. Dozens of woodland creatures were coming out of the shadows. Mice, rats, raccoons, even a cat. Like the first rat, their bodies had been augmented with cybernetic hardware, and they were all coming after us. Cade started shooting at the approaching abominations. You'll never be able to stop them all. I'm open to suggestion right now. Run! We ran as fast as our legs could take us. All the while, creatures born out of nightmares scurried after us. Quickly, through this hatch. Oh, God, they're getting in! They're tearing through the hatch. Determined little beasts, aren't they? Well, what exactly do we do about it? The hatch won't hold forever. As we're inside, I suggest we make our way to the engine room as quickly as we can. And since you know this ship better than I, you lead the way. Right. Well, come on, then. Cade led us down a series of corridors, all of which were splattered with blood and chucks of rotting flesh. A wet sound filled the air. It pulsated like a heart. What? What? What happened here? It's like a slaughterhouse or something. Just ignore it. It's not why we're here. Oh, that's 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 really easy to say, but that's that smell and all the blood and I, I. Kate, you're an agent of, well, whatever agency you're part of. You must have been trained to deal with an unknown like this. Unknowns, yes. But this, this is this is mass slaughter. This, I mean. Immortals under the sea are one thing, but this... I would advise you to put it out of your head. If we don't succeed here, the cost will be quite high. And this mass slaughter here will look like a friendly tea party in scope to what will become of the world. Right. Right. <clears throat> Engine room should be just down this hallway. Cade and I walked down the hallways to a massive iron door. There were a series of symbols burnt into its surface. And what do these mean? No idea, but I think they're demonic. Uh, demonic? Summon symbols, that sort of thing. At least I think so. I've never seen these ones before. Then how do you know they're demonic? Well, I don't. Not really. For all I know, this could be a recipe for bunt cake written in some lost language. Have you ever had bunt cake? Not that I can recall. No. Wonderful stuff. These markings are definitely some sort of unknown language. Which someone felt the need to burn into the surface of a door? Maybe they didn't have pen and paper. But let's get inside and do what we came here for. I turned the door handle and pushed it. With a massive squeak, it swung. Hello, Byron. Come in, won't you?
Like the corridors, the engine room was splattered in gore, only more so. The rotting remains of dismembered bodies were scattered about the whole of the room. The floor was slick with an uncomfortably thick film of warm blood. The generator in the centre of the room was no longer just a machine. Now it was fused with something organic. A conglomerate of human organs that pulsated with sickening life, if you could even call it life. But it was the woman in front of the ghastly albatross that caught my attention. Her back was to us at first. She was dressed in a long black coat. It looked to have been sewn together from the skins of various people. Slowly she turned around. At one time she may have been beautiful. But now, half of her face had been burnt down to the skull. One of her eyes was gone. The empty socket was filled with maggots that writhed about, feeding on the flesh. A series of deep lacerations and scars covered the other side of her face. Slowly, she stepped towards us. It's good to see you again. I'm sorry we've met. Long ago. But I guess, from your point of view, it hasn't happened. Not yet, anyway. I see. You do? I like to give the impression I know what's going on, even when I don't. Makes me look more confident, don't you think? Not really, no. I assume you're the Logan who's behind all of this. Logan? You think I'm Lord Logan? (laughs) No. If anything, I am his... emissary. Emissary? One of many. Sent forth to facilitate the coming of the New Age. (sighs) More of the Iron Dead will be coming. A carnival of horrors the likes of which have never been seen on this world. We do not have much time. Time for what? To stop this invasion. I don't understand. You want to stop what's happening? Yes. I have seen what is coming. Been changed because of it. That's why I came here when I was sent out. I knew he would be nearby. If anyone could stop what I was sent to do, I know it would be you, Byron. If you want this stopped, why didn't you just do it yourself? I have no choice in this. I am enslaved to the will of Logan. I do what I have been tasked to do, but I can affect the outcome, if only slightly. I've been working on this control panel. All you will need to do to shut the vortex down is throw this lever. I would do it myself, but... But you can't. Logan's will won't let you. No. No, it won't. Once it's thrown, the generator will go into reverse. It will cause the vortex to pull the ship and everything that has come through it back to where I came from. And just where is that? It doesn't matter. Not in this era. But a darkness is coming, Byron. One you must prepare for. I cannot tell you more. I understand. There is one more thing you have to do before you leave. Kill me. What? Once Logan learns what I have done here, I can't go through that again. Please, Byron. Once we were very close to one another, you were the most important person in my life. You can't let Logan have me, please. You must kill me. Look, I don't even know who you are. And you don't have to die, I can help you. You already have. But it's too late for me. Even now he senses what I have done. He will come for me. Punish me. Please, Byron, I can't go through that. Not again. Fine. You really want to die? I'm more than happy to help. 
Kate, wait! The bullet tore into the disfigured woman. Her skull exploded out like a mouldy old pumpkin dropped from the top of a tall building. Her body folded up onto the ground like a marionette with its strings cut. All I could do was kneel down next to her still form. I did not know this woman, at least not in this time. I had no idea what she meant to the future version of myself. But somehow I felt I'd just lost someone of great importance. It took me a few moments to find my voice once more. Slowly I stood back up and glared at Kate. Why? Why did you do that? She was part of this. For all we know, she may have been the cause of it. Now that she's dead, we might be able to stop everything that has been happening. I might have been able to help her. Help her? (laughs) Right. You never help anyone unless you gain something from it. Don't play your little hurt victim here, pale man. You don't do it very well. We still have a job to do. Yes. Yes, come on. Kate and I stepped up to the generator's control panel. The various dials and levers had been crafted out of a variety of human and animal body parts. The lever the dead woman spoke of was in fact someone's arm that was fused into the unit. I reached out and grabbed it. Wait, what are you doing? She said all we had to do was push this lever and it would reverse everything. And you believe her? Just like that. How do we even know that she's telling the truth? For all we know, this could make things worse. You make a valid point. Still, for some reason, I think she was being very honest. Call it a hunch. You're willing to risk the fate of the world on a hunch? Yes, I am. And with that, I threw the lever. We ran as fast as we could up to the main deck. As we emerged, a gale-force wind struck both Cade and myself. The vortex in the sky had changed colour. What was once greenish-black was now an angry red. It was pulling at everything around it. Leaves and loose branches from trees were being pulled into the vortex. As well as the iron dead, I could see them spinning through the air as they fell upwards, sucked into the vortex. Oh my god, the ship! It's rising off the ground! We have to jump or we'll be taken away with it. Jump? The fall will kill us. Maybe. Maybe not. Would you rather stay here and go with the ship? Cade glared at me. She uttered a vile curse and then jumped over the side of the ship and fell to the forest floor below. I looked back up into the vortex. I couldn't help but wonder what sort of world waited on the other side of it. In the end, I jumped off the side as Cade had done and dropped to the forest below. The Eldridge spun up into the air, flying into the mouth of the vortex. As it passed through, the vortex sealed up behind it, its moor forever closed, and leaving the forest skies dark and overcast as the dawn approached. Well, is it over? Seems to be, yes. Arcadia decayed. Arcadia decayed. Are you out there, my dear? 
This is Cade. Go ahead, sir. I'm going to assume your mission was a success. All those zombie warriors have gone. Yes, sir. The pale man was able to send the ship back and close the vortex. Very good. I'll look forward to reading your full report. Now, about that other matter. Taking care of it now, sir. Good girl. Sail back at base camp soon, then. Roger that. Kate out. Wait, where's my... Looking for this? How did you get my gun? I saw it fall out of your holster when you landed. I thought about giving it back to you. But considering that I've outlived my usefulness, well, that could prove to be unhealthy. For one of us, at least. Well, you have the gun. What do we do now? You don't like me, do you, Cade? There's more than simple distrust going on with you. You really, genuinely loathe me. No. No, I don't. Why? It seems very personal for some reason. It's what you represent. You're not as appalling as the Iron Dead, or that woman in the engine room. But underneath the surface, you're just as ugly as they are. Just as much of a threat. Am I now? Even more so. (sighs) I've read about your kind all my life. Studied what you've caused. You've killed men, women, children without batting an eye. Toppled kingdoms and empires indiscriminately. You've destroyed the evil and good alike. Not once. Not ever shown one shred of mercy. You're a threat not only to this nation, Pale Man, but to the world itself. You should have been terminated a long time ago. So if I let you leave here now, I assume it would just be a matter of time before you came after me? Oh yes. I have been ordered to kill you. Sooner or later, I will find you, Pale Man, and I will carry out my order. You know, I've heard it said that following orders blindly can get you killed. But then I guess you know that now. I tossed the gun down beside Cade's dead body. I started to make my way out of the forest. In a short time, Arcadia's people would be swarming through this area, picking through everything with a fine-toothed comb. I plan to be back in Portland by then. The sad truth of the matter is, Cade was right. I am a monster, I always have been. I can't escape the evils I've done, the harm I've caused, the blood on my hands. So I live with that knowledge. Every day. That is my punishment, my curse. That's what it means to be the Pale Man. What? What's this? What's happening? Run, Pale Man. You must run. You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles, Season 4, Episode 9, November, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Darren Marlar as Thanatos, M. Sierra Garcia as Agent Cade, Scott Z as Mr. Arcadia, George S. Nader as The Soldier, Victor Aurelius as Barry the Cat, Eric Busby as The Scientist, and Laura Post as The Emissary. Music by Shadows Symphony.
Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. Script edited by George S. Nader. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. This is Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night!